Hi, it's Janelle. This is Marissa. This is Sade, and you're listening to Sleepy Fat. Pink Cat. Pink Cat. You think you I would get it? call it a fat pink cat. Yeah. You <laughs> think I would get it by now, but apparently not. <laughs> That's better than what John Noble said, right? He was really Sleepy confused. Pink Cat. What, what it, yes, Sleepy Pink Cat. You know what? Next <laughs> next next year when we review the show, we should just become Sleepy Pink Cat. We should just become Sloppy Pink Cat. Just Sloppy Pink Cat. You say next year, like, Sleepy Hollow will come back next year. Yeah. <sighs> right? Sorry. It's going to come back. You they're mean, gonna, they're you mean gonna... the latter half of season two? Uh, no. She means, like, season, season three, three when we can pretend that season two didn't exist. Okay. <laughs> if it's getting renewed, we still haven't heard anything. Mm-mm. So. No, I heard no. that Rain or Jane the Virgin might get canceled. Oh, really? I was like, those are two of the... How How is it that the CW has some of the best shows on television? I have a hard time believing this. It's And no one's watching them just because they're I on know. CW. You know? Like, yeah. if, if, if Jane the Virgin was on ABC, it would be getting the viewers it needed. Because yeah. it's so good. I wish it were on ABC on, like, a different time. Yeah. It's only got, like, one, a 0.4 share, and I don't know how in rain. It's like, ugh, I'm sad. Yeah, there's some really... I think the CW was still rated, like, one of the least diverse channels on TV uh-huh. when they did the report for last year. But there's been some changes, and there's been some growth, and, and the writing on a lot of... Not all the shows. Some shows still suck, but... On some of the shows, like Rain and Chain yeah. the Virgin, and even The Flash is pretty solid and fun. So, yeah, I don't know. But we're not here to talk about the CW. We're here to talk about Fox's Sleepy Hollow. Yes, and where's Shade? Sorry, she got she got kicked. I disappeared again. Yeah, notice. You should you should breathy whispers us like guys. <laughs> I got kicked off. Come on. Whisper, whisper through the mirror. Okay, Shade. You just keep like talking to us and then leaving, just like Katrina. Oh my god. Oh my I'm gosh. so sorry. I'm so sorry. She was ridiculous. I was like, she's back to her same old tricks. I was like, <sighs> I guess it's better than her ruining the dynamic between Abby and Ichabod. So you know, I you could we could air this interview whenever, and that comment would still apply to the episode. <laughs> I know. So so tell me about this interview because it was in New York and I didn't get to go. Well. Yes. A friend of ours that we met at New York Comic Con. Yeah, you contacted them. You have to tell the story because I don't know what was going on. I was out. I was like out. <laughs> so a friend of ours that we made at New York Comic Con who's really awesome. His name is Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. Woo. Shout out. He works in PR and he happened to come across some stuff about Sleepy Hollow. So he forwarded us, as in me and Janelle, um, information about a meetup, and we were able to contact the press people and get an RSVP and stuff. The Sleepy Hollow press that we spoke to, like the press coordinator um, that we met, was really, really nice and extremely accommodating, so I really appreciated that. It was outside of, what was it, where were we? Outside of a church. (laughs) It was like a church's um like market market space. Yeah. Right? And then it was like under I mean the area itself was nice and like atmospheric, you know, which was mm-hmm. great for Sleepy Hollow. It was just bad for people who who were going there because it were under trees and we were being shot on by pigeons. <laughs> yeah. It really worse. really sucked. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but we had a black headless horseman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so did we at Comic-Con. Oh. Oh really? <laughs> were you were you peeping at the sleeves, going like? Yeah, we're really like, oh. Yeah, he kept handing out pumpkins and stuff. Yeah, it was cute. handing like, out pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, they had like a little booth set up, and they were giving out like free. It's a pumpkin free pumpkins. Patch. It was like the sleepy Halloween pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Neil Jackson. Is it Neil Jackson? Is like fun on the show, but it would be interesting if like Headless was black. I don't know. <laughs> right? He came to um, exact revenge on everyone who's ever wronged him in the uh, revolution or whatever that'd be interesting yeah there could be a lot of different stories <laughs> or not I don't know. <laughs> sorry carry on so so you guys are covered in bird poop and in walks yeah. tom mison <laughs> while we're waiting wait, wait, the eyebrow was... look and like Sam no he he like out. you know he randomly he was wait, just like john showed up first though yeah john showed up first yeah and he was he's so unassuming like He's very grandpa-ish in person. <laughs> and I don't want to say it's because of his age, but I think it's also the way he speaks. He's very soft-spoken. And I don't know how to explain. How do you describe John Noble in person? I always think person? of him as really mean because of how mean he was to Faramir. <laughs> and how mean he is doing the spider poison to impregnate his mom. Was he scary? No, he was actually quite nice. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like his grandpa. Like, you go out and have tea and cookies with. <laughs> tea and cookies. This is so ageist, you guys. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, not... So he's really warm, like a high, yes. high school teacher or something. Like yeah. a high school yeah. teacher. After school yeah, like yeah. a high school teacher. That's That act fine. That's better than grandpa. He's like a high school <laughs> teacher. Like, he, you know what it is? He's the high school teacher of your favorite subject uh -huh. there. That's yeah. that is how I would describe John Noble. Because like when he when like when we were interviewing him even after the fact, he was just so you could tell he enjoyed talking to us like he wasn't like oh when this is over he was just like as long as you have questions i'm going to answer like that's the kind of impression he gave me i really liked him I what liked if he was Noble. acting he then he's no, really good he's a really good actor. <laughs> you're like no he was really nice i'm just uh, jealous he was quite nice and then tom comes in a car but he was like further down the street or something. So I saw him from a distance first. I was like, How do you describe I don't know what I was doing. I think I was trying to get pictures. I was like fiddling yeah. with the camera. Cause I was you worried. know what? Tom is like not as pale as I thought he was. I th yeah. I commented on that before, but he actually has like a nice rich tone to his skin, <laughs> which I love. Okay, you know how there's like a, I feel like that in, in England there's like a particular whiteness where they're so pale. Oh, like and there's like a Cumberbatch. Redness. Yeah, like Benedict <laughs> Tasty Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Versus Gillette. David Tennant. David Tennant. <clears throat> right. Is there Is like he, what, a like a ombre like or doesn't, Shade doesn't know who David Tennant is. <laughs> the guy from Grace Point. I know who he is, oh, but okay. I don't know. I mean, they're just white. I'm so sorry. They're all just white to me. So like, Except for Idris Elba. Oh, except yeah. for Idris Elba. So like, when I met Tom in person, I was like surprised that he had like a healthy glow. Like he didn't look like he was like maybe they you know, maybe scared they, of the sun or whatever. Maybe he went tanning. Possible. I mean, he didn't look like a man. You know, it's possible, but he didn't look like he went tanning. Yeah. Well, that's um, great because now Ridley Scott can cast him in Gods of Egypt. <laughs> <be> okay. <laughs> you mean Exodus? He's, he's, 
Isn't he okay. Sorry, Exodus. Exodus. Sorry, there's Exodus. more than one. Exodus, gods and kings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's called. gods of Egypt. Christian Bale legit said this week, it's not my fault I was born from born in Wales and have pale skin. Or he said that? It's really embarrassing. He needs Whatever. to go. Yeah. I'm He's sorry. We shouldn't mention him. I used to be, <laughs> back to Tom. I used to be a fan not of him. Christian Bale. I know, me too. <laughs> Tom Meissen, you should have asked him. You should have made him promise never to turn to Christian Bale. Oh, my God. I don't know. Yes. He's quite handsome. I'm not going to He lie. did tweet Tom, about yeah. Ferguson, and he got more retweets than Nicole did for two Well, I mean, he so, would yeah. because he's a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> when, like, when... Okay, don't even get me Does his face make other expressions other than the eyebrow look? No, the, the eyebrow thing is really him. There's like a playfulness mm-hmm. to, to Tom that I think is also in the way that he approaches Ichabod and you recognize it like right away. When I was interviewing him, okay, he has really beautiful eyes. He's actually really cute. But at the same time, I get the impression that he's a dork, like a total dork. Like when he was standing there, first of all, he's really skinny, like a lot skinnier than I thought he was. How tall is he? I think he's about six, six feet. No, he I think so he's so tall compared to Nicole. I feel like he's like six two. Okay. He's, he's roughly the same height as John Noble, isn't he? Yeah, they were really tall, though. <laughs> yeah, they're both really tall. Because yeah. my brother is like six feet, and they were, I think he's at least six one, six two or something. Six two, probably. Because he's about a foot taller than Nicole. I think Nicole's like five two. Okay. Five one. Something like that. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let me describe what he's wearing. He had, he, he does this thing with his belt that for some reason it's never like <laughs> it's not completely tucked in the loop. It's always hanging down. Whatever. I don't know. But he had on, like, jeans. But then he had on, like, a button-up shirt that was, like, <laughs> but- <laughs> buttoned up a little, like, low. So you can see his chest hair coming out all the time. And I don't know why. That just made me think he was such a dork trying to be <laughs> sexy. But that's how it made me feel, like, he was trying to be sexy. And it just made me, like, chuckle to myself because I think he's a total dork. <laughs> but when they first came they had to do press in front of this car it's like this new like um car service that's trying to compete with uber um lift 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 uh-huh. yes they were doing and a they promotion this vintage car yeah they're doing promotions and like john and tom were like taking pictures i think the promotion was that i can't find um the card that they gave they gave us like free oh, they did. cards like 25 it's up to 25 something like that yeah so the promotion was that on Halloween, the car would be driving around and there would be headless inside the car. So you'd get to like drive around with headless. But I was out for Halloween and I didn't really see the car. <laughs> like in yeah. different cities. It was supposed to be in big cities. So yeah. I took some pictures there. Yeah, okay. Pop the legit press is no joke. The big ass cameras. And they're like, Tom, Tom, John, look over here. Look over here. <laughs> I still got like, some good. Yeah, you got some great shots. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is really intense. So we had to wait in line after all the video people. And then finally, we got a chance to interview. And I'm very proud to say that I asked the first question. I was like, yes. I can't yeah. remember what it was that I asked. You got up. You got know. like, we were kind of, I mean, we had to kind of be aggressive. Yeah. So I was like, you know, elbowing people to get pictures. (laughs) But I'm really short, too. So, like, everyone's so tall. I was like, where am I right now? Like, everyone else felt so much taller than me. I think that's because they probably were. I feel like it was the same thing even when we were waiting in the press line, too. 
Well, we were pretty close, though. Hey, how diverse was the press line? Not very. We were See, the... that's so interesting, because when I went to the one in Comic-Con, it also felt that way, but I feel like fandom is way more diverse than the people covering the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, we were the only two black women, black people, right? And then there was another in woman press. of Yeah, in yeah. press. There's another woman of color um, in press, but I can't remember where she was from. But I think she was Indian? Was she Indian? She... I think so. Wasn't she mm. with um, People's Choice or oh. something like that? MTV. No, I can't remember. It's one of those bigger ones, and it was for video, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it really was just us. Yeah, we were also the only podcast. Thing. Oh, right. So I walked up over there and I introduced myself. I was the first one up in front of Tom and So brave. John. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so I introduced myself and I said, I told him about Fat Pink Cast. And I'm like, yeah, so, you know, we originally started reviewing Game of Thrones. And they, and, you know, both uh, John and Tom were like, oh, uh, Game of Thrones. And Tom went on this tangent about how he met Gwendolyn Christie. And cool. John was also talking about that as well. And he he was like, oh, Game of Thrones. Hmm. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie, I met her, and she's such a wonderful young woman. And, oh, he was, like, going off on this tangent. I don't know, but it's funny because the Fox representative, like, press representative, was kind of, like, motioning for us to, like, begin questioning. But, like, John was still stuck up on the fact that we reviewed Game of Thrones. So he was talking about Game of Thrones, and I'm, like, <laughs> looking at him, like, waiting for our openings to ask my question. And, like, Tom was looking at me, and he was kind of chuckling to himself because he could see that I was, like, waiting for John to stop talking. And then finally I was, like, fuck it. And I just, like, interrupted him and just asked the first question. I love them. The two of them together. And I feel like Tom in general has great chemistry with whoever he's around. But particularly Tom and John together, it was very, like, buddy-buddy. Like, yeah, they were very nice. They were very open. Um, I was, like, chilling, trying to take pictures. <laughs> I didn't get to really talk to them or touch Tom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To yeah, Tom. I shook their hands. I did. I shook their hands. I did get to touch John Noble, but not Tom. <laughs> that sounds <John>? creepy. <laughs> well, that's because, okay, so Tom had to go film. What was he? He's shooting? really handsome. Who, who are we talking about? Tom. Both. Yeah, he is. I mean, both are, but I mean, like. You what know. if they listen to this podcast? What if they're like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. That being cast, I, I like Game of Thrones. This podcast is about me. <laughs> and they're like, no. what? I'm not a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that skinny. <laughs> no, Tom Meissen is really skinny, though. Like, he's, he's like the definition of tall and lanky, if he's, that makes any but sense. But he's really attractive, so. He is really attractive. How does yeah. he pull that off? Truth comes out. <laughs> I mean, well, right now, especially now, to me, he's more attractive to me off the show than on because Ichabod sucks, but... Yeah. Sorry. He's very personable. <laughs> he and Nicole are a good on-screen team. Like, yeah. I feel like they, they do something that works. That's probably why they were cast across each other, right? Mm-hmm. Their chemistry. Have you seen their... um? audition together they're screen no tests? they're on but oh what, what i have seen is those gifs you reblogged of him standing near her butt what <laughs> wait what what janelle you're the one who always 
It's an eerie vlog that post with the all where he's like standing next to her at a press event. He's oh, like standing next to her butt. It's I did really weird. not reblog. Did you tag him Mahari? I'm Mahari, but I didn't reblog. I don't think I reblogged it. Did I? Oh, okay. I think you blogged. I think I, I should not reblog this. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I should. Standing near Nicole's butt. <gasps> <laughs> Like, he's, he's like really attracted her. to her they're like two magnets it's just really funny they're like oh it was something dirty that you're just using his body language yeah like so they were talking about their body language or something i don't know it was something ridiculous and so people just started posting pictures <laughs> when he's standing like really close to her in all of his pictures when they're together at least we haven't had an interview with them too since june I would die. I would Since June, you die. guys. Okay, so then after that, right? So Tom had to go film for, like, what? The Daily Show? No, not The no. Daily Show. Uh, I wish he could have been on The Daily Show. He probably would have enjoyed it more. He was on, um, what's his face? Jimmy Kimmel? Not Jimmy Kimmel. He wasn't dry. What is his name? Letterman? The guy who's Letterman. David oh. Letterman. Dry-ass David Letterman. That's where he was. You didn't watch it? I think I saw a clip from it where he was talking about how Southern hospitality. Mm, yeah. yeah. He was talking about but, how he, he needs somebody to call him like an asshole or something. A prick, if I remember yeah. correctly. Whatever. Um, Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he rushed off to film that. And one girl was like, she was like following me. Like, hey, Tom. She was Tom. a little embarrassing. She was very aggressive. And I was just like. Okay, but like you can't do this. Like, please stop. She said out loud what you were feeling on the inside. <laughs> no. Notice me, Tom. Notice me. No yeah. way. Tom, Tom, Tom. <laughs> I was like, all right, you guys. Okay, so the Sleepy Hollow Press lady afterwards, because we only got to ask like three questions. I asked one, and then the other two girls asked a question each, and then I was going to ask another one. They're like, okay, time's up. Literally six minutes long. That's I was so upset. But the press lady, she's like, after John went and like, you know, shook hands with fans, took pictures with fans, whatever, that he, like she stood there to make sure that he came to us so that we could speak more with him. So I was very thankful. So thank you. Did you guys want to listen to the interviews and give your impressions because they said some interesting stuff? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Sure. All right. Sleepy Pinkcast, since we started off as Game of Thrones, but now we're moving over to review more shows, and Sleepy Hollow is our next show. What's this guy about Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, the podcast? Yes. Oh. Why is that? Why is that? I was almost attached to that very cool woman. You were. You found love. Then you go to the We hooked up. So I had a Not hooked up. Not really. But Tom really went to Tom really wanted to meet us, so I went and found him. And she's excellent. Oh, wow. She's great. Oh, she's awesome. Because you did a panel with her. Yeah, I did. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, um, so at New York Comic Con, Len Weissman revealed that there's going to be an... Uh, sorry. Abby's still I'm sorry. Abby is going to introduce Ichabod to karaoke. So, and there was like a little bit of like some debate. Like, so we know Nicole can sing, and people are wondering if maybe you can sing also. So, like, what are our chances in the future of getting a It Could Be duet? Um, 
Yeah, we haven't shot that scene yet, uh, but we've discussed it a lot. Um, it's, I don't think it's up to me to say whether I can sing or not. <laughs> I think uh, just look at Twitter after that, that scene, and I'm sure people will let you know if I can't. Are you really going to try? Are you going to put in effort? <laughs> it's not whether Tom can sing, it's whether you'll, Rinkabot can sing. If I'm be, doing badly, it's a character you'll choice. You'll be very visibly uh, surprised. Okay. He's just so modest. John, it seems like uh, Henry is maybe having some issues with pleasing Moloch. <laughs> no, not just issues in general, but like... Other uh, issues with Moloch. It's not going so well. He's not really happy with him. So do you think that's going to be kind of the end of his evilness? Can he be pulled out of that because he's... Performing so far? <laughs> is Moloch going to kick you out of the belt? Yeah. That relationship uh, is obviously unsatisfactory. Yeah, the reason is that Henry, this kid that was pulled out of the ground, he knows an old man, wanted a father. And this fellow saved him and gave him opportunities to provide for him. He thought that was what a father did. But he wanted the love to go through that, and that didn't happen. He so that becomes untenable. Uh, that'll be resolved sometime. John and Tom, would, would you be able to give me one or two of your character's most defining traits? Most defining traits? Yeah. Uh, uh, cantankerous. <laughs> yes. Um, baffled. Uh, and noble. Okay. But what about your character? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Yes. Oh, and John? Lord. Um, uh, he's, well, he's, he's very immature because he would be. But he's also very driven and, and, and he has these moralities all mixed up and there's very good reasons for that historically. So that's why he appears to be such a, a character that just seems to be able to turn stuff around like, like the most right. evil liar possible. Mm -hmm. But it's all based on, that's all he knows. All he's known in his life is deception. Yes. And he's been treated appallingly. So, I mean, it, it, it doesn't... Given, given that he is the child of Ichabod, who is a proud and noble man, and, this, and, and Katrina, who's a beautiful and smart lady, there's got to be some genes in there that work. And I think we'll... We'll try to find those. Excellent. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank Tom, you. So, uh, Ichabod is such a man of honor, mm -hmm. and uh, everything that with Katrina having compromised her honor, and how do you feel that's going to go forward in their relationship and is affect how he feels about her now that he knows all this about her? Well, there have been revelations about the deceit kind of trickling through for a while, uh, she knew that he was a witness. She fought alongside Washington as a spy, didn't tell him. She was a witch, didn't tell him. And they build and build to the point, was it last week, the weeping lady? It was like lady? a glass-shattering moment for you, I thought. That was mm -hmm. the, the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back, her being complicit in the death of his ex-fiancée. <laughs> Maybe a murderer? Kind of a murderer? Yeah, probably probably a murderer? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's then the final straw. But she gives him very good reason for all of these. Yeah. She can say, this is, this is what you have to do. You have a, a duty. And if you knew any of these secrets, you wouldn't be able to fulfill that. 
and the whole world would be destroyed because of it. So she had good reason to. But that's the balancing that Ichabod has to now work out. But also, we can't... Ichabod and Katrina can't just go and sit on a couch with a counsellor and talk through problems because there's certain people trying to win the world at the same time. So for the next few episodes, we really have to... There's a moment where they, they make a decision where they have to fight together as comrades rather than as husband and wife. Oh, I like that. And put off the husband and wife until there's an appropriate time to discuss it, which is also coming up. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So, Tom, what is it about Nick? Sorry, guys. We have, I have to wrap up. Thank you so much. It was nice meeting you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Wonderful to meet you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Before I ask my question, is it okay if we get like a quick soundbite for our podcast from yeah, you? you um, just say, hello, my name is John Noble and you're listening to Sleepy Pink Cast. Please. <laughs> hello, my name is John Noble and you're listening to Sleepy Pink Cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <Yes. laughs> okay, so our first question, sorry, give me one second. <laughs> Sleepy Pink Cats. Um, so Katrina believes that Henry can be saved. Do you agree? Do you want Henry to be yeah, saved? Yeah, I do. It's, it's a natural, uh, it's an obvious, obvious story arc. If you bring in someone that is flawed and damaged, then I think we, we naturally want to see either get out of it or go through repair. That's just human nature. Mm -hmm. Can he be? Yeah, I, I don't know whether he will be. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have no information on that. But I certainly, I couldn't, I wouldn't be interested in playing a character that didn't have that possibility, because mm -hmm. otherwise you're just basically creating a two-dimensional right. character. So right. I keep, that's why I put in occasional little moments of vulnerability in there for mm -hmm. him. Just, you know, so that he's not just quintessentially evil. Right. He's a bit evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a troublemaker. So what is, what is the, there's like a weird relationship that happens between Henry and Abby. It's like there and not really there, like a weird push and pull. What did Henry mean when he said there will always be violence and order with the Mill sister? Like, does he have anything planned for them? Planned for them. No. I've had uh, very little to do with Nicole. Okay. Um, in, in the, all the stuff I've done, I've only probably done a few scenes in the second season, mm -hmm. just a couple of scenes. So I don't actually have a relationship with Abby. With, with Nicole. Right. With, with Abby. Right. Uh, the, my main relationship in the second season has been with Katrina. Mm -hmm. And a little bit with Tom, but mainly Katrina and Pollock. Right, right. She's great. He's horrible. Yeah. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So ugly. Yes. And he seems to bring out almost like a childish side in yeah. Henry, right? He kind well, of well, that's very deliberate because Henry, when he when he came out, even though he'd grown old, he was still a young kid right. and a very damaged young kid. Right. And and so he's seeking his father's approval. That's why I go into the little boy voice when I'm talking to him. Right. And, and become that vulnerable child again. Right. Um, because he's, he's looking for that. Right. So before Sleepy Hollow, um, I was a huge fan of you on Fringe. <laughs> so what was it like, you know, going from Fringe and all the science fiction to coming on to Sleepy Hollow with all the fantasy and biblical revelations type? I had a, I had about um, 
seven months back in Australia, where I worked on some fantastic projects, um, a film and a television miniseries and a couple of other things. So it wasn't like I jumped straight into into this. And the reason I came over was because of my absolute sincere love and respect for Alex Gertzman and Roberta Orchi. Because, I mean, they men that I've... They were two of the creators of Fringe. So when they asked me to, I said, yes. Yeah. You know, because um, they're, they're wonderful fellas. Right. Very gifted men, but they're just right. really nice men too. Right. Right. Okay, that's all the questions that I have. Thank you. What do you want to sign it? So, what did you think? <laughs> that sounded like you got way more time with them than I did. Really? For Comic-Con. Probably. Yeah. I think... Well, you we... got to ask all these questions. That was really cool. Well, yeah. Because we got to ask one to, to um, Tom and then the rest of the people there asked some questions. So, it was nice, I suppose. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you had this whole conversation with John Noble. What I want to know is why he doesn't have much of a relationship with Abby. I think he hinted at it in his response, which is he doesn't really control that. He just yeah. does what the writers kind of tell him to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, why there isn't more of a conflict or a scenes together, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, I think is a, which I think is a bad thing. And also, like, the disconnect between, like, so there's just so much going on right now that is strictly linked just to Ichabod. And it's like, if this is supposed to be a mission between both of them, why is Headless just concerned about Ichabod and Katrina, same as Henry, when Abby, when they should consider Abby just as much of a threat? So the fact that John didn't even have notes as to how Henry would react to any confrontation with Abby is a pretty big deal. I mean, I almost wonder if it's because everybody underestimates Abby. Nah, that's my meta explanation. <laughs> it could be if the writers just aren't paying as much attention as we'd like them to Abby. But yeah. you know what I mean, though? Like, in a way, Abby can fly under the radar of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess, but it, I feel like there is a... I thought they were hinting at something. He was like, oh, always violence and order with you two. I mean, it was just like regular bad guy taunting and not really like... Because I figured he was more interested in getting to Abby via Ichabod and everybody else. But it looks like he's just playing with them. <laughs> a cat and mouse game. Which is getting really boring and annoying. I mean, I, I almost wonder if the character really is a teenager and just kind of makes like whatever sounds good and intimidating up on the fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was, um, like, what did Tom say about his character besides the answer that he gave us about the karaoke? What was it about his trust in Katrina or something like that? And I was just like, oh my god. Just that this episode would be challenged, or not this episode, this season it would be challenged, and in a lot of ways it has. Yeah, it's challenging the viewers whether or not they want to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, I guess. Like, Katrina and Ichabod's really. <laughs> You know, you can tell I don't even want to talk about this because <laughs> I'm like fishing for words right now. I don't really give a fuck about Katrina and Ichabod's relationship, but the show puts so much emphasis 
and tries to make us as the audience like relate or I don't know if relate the word feel for them. Yeah. Like it's some sort of epic romance and a big deal. Yeah. Who watches the show? Who sits there and says, "My favorite part of the show is Ichabod and Katrina's relationship." This like, ain't Outlander. It's not really working the way they want it to work. You know, Outlander works. <sighs> Do you have anything else, Marissa, that you wanted to? Like... Not really. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was a good interview, and it stood alone fine. So. So we hope you enjoyed the interview, everybody. Um, hopefully, we can provide more. In the, the future. Next, I know we enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully it's Lindy and Nicole across the oh Yes. That is if the show actually gets a third season. <laughs> it's going to get it because we know I can't die happy until I get to interview. And we know we, at this point, I'm, the show has soured Ikebi. So I was going to be like, hey, we can't die happy until we get Ikebi. But I don't really care that much anymore. So... Like, how dare they ruin that sh- Okay, I know they didn't ruin it, but how dare they bring that shit down? Like, yep. come on. You guys, I have a new ship. Tell us. Ikeni. Ikeni. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hanabi. Hanabi. Got it backwards. Hanabi. Hanabi. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Daniel Henny. Guess who that is? Daniel Henny. Hanabi. Hanabi. And all the Ikeni shippers can go home. Yes. I got it backwards. Yeah. One day. One day. All right. So hope you enjoyed our interview and our breakdown of the interview. Uh See you later. Yep. Find us on fatpinkcast.tumblr.com and sleepypinkcast on iTunes and Tumblr and Twitter. All those good places. Yeah. All those good places. Yep. We'll be podcasting Sleepy Hollow for the rest of the season. Yes. Bye.